0: Welcome to today's edition of the Rush 24-7 Podcast.
1: As Nancy Pelosi wouldn't put it... Almost every American family knows the pain when a loved one is diagnosed with a
2: serious illness. Here tonight is a special man, beloved by millions of Americans, who just received a stage 4 advanced cancer diagnosis. This is not good news, but what is good news is that he is the greatest fighter and winner that you will ever meet. Rush Limbaugh, thank you for your decades of tireless devotion to our country. In recognition of all that you have done for our nation, the millions of people a day that you speak to and that you inspire, and all of the incredible work that you have done for charity, I am proud to announce tonight that you will be receiving our country's highest civilian honor, the Presidential Medal of Freedom.
1: that was uh, the most memorable moment i think for the millions and millions of rush listeners uh, listening right now and watching last night rush received uh, as the president rightly called it the highest civilian honor in the gift of the united states government the presidential medal of freedom you could hardly ask for a better-named uh, medal to be awarded to Rush. I don't think you could actually hear it there, but as the First Lady was uh, uh, pinning, uh, Rush had to sort of swivel round, and then she stood behind him and attached uh, the medal, and then he swung back to her and uh, adjusted it. You could hear one of the congressmen uh, shout out in the middle of it, We love you, Rush. Uh, Rush was up in the gallery, and and the congressman uh, yelled that. I'm not sure which of our many fine representatives, it was who actually yelled out, We love you, Rush. I think I reckon, I thought it was Ilan Omar. The voice sounded a bit familiar. It was either Ilan Omar or Rashida Talaib or possibly AOC. I'm not sure, but definitely one of them. I think it came from the handmaid's tail uh, corner of the room where they're all uh, dressed alike for some reason. Uh, anyway, it was, we will break down all uh, of a striking and for the Democrats, devastating. State of the Union speech in the hours ahead on America's number one radio show, The Rush Limbaugh Show. But that is the moment that will stick uh, with Rush fans through the years. There's there's all this talk about, oh, did he know he was going to get it? Uh, did he not know he was going to get it? Rush looked stunned and his eyes rolled heavenwards uh, at that point In the proceedings. And if you people say, well, oh, yeah, they they knew he was going to get it because somebody mentioned it to him as he was entering the House of Representatives. That means that means absolutely nothing. I think all Rush said was I'm awed. And one of the consequences of Rush's hearing problems in recent years is if you go up to Rush in a restaurant or any kind of crowded space uh, where there's background burble and chitter chatter going on. Uh, Rush, as he always says, can't hear a word if a fan comes up to him uh, as he's uh, sitting in a bonquette in some restaurant in Florida and says something uh, uh, complimentary to him. Rush actually can't hear a word of that. So he just goes, yeah, yeah, great. Whatever <laughs> whatever it is uh, someone is saying to him. And and my best guess is that Rush had no idea of what he was being asked as he entered uh, Congress Uh, last night he'll tell you he'll tell you himself when he breaks it all down and gives you what it felt like from inside of the room but we could see he was stunned and the other thing to bear in mind is when you get the uh, presidential medal you usually receive it at the white it's known you're going to get it and then some months down the line when they've agreed all the dates and everything you then go to the white house to receive it to receive it two minutes after it's been announced, is unprecedented. And it's very much uh, the way President Trump operates. He he heard, as we all did at the end of Monday's show, that Rush had advanced uh, lung cancer. And he made the decision instantly that he was going to give Rush the Presidential Medal of Freedom. And they did it so quickly that if you go to the White House website, whatever it is, whitehouse.gov, and they've got all the pictures of the president's special guests for the evening, uh, the people he, other people he mentioned in the gallery. Rush isn't in there. It was a last minute decision, not just to announce that Rush was being honored with the Presidential Medal of Freedom, but that he was going to get it from the First Lady. Uh, right there and then, and it was a tremendous moment. You can hear the cheers there uh, I, I, It has to be said they partisan cheers um, there's not a lot of members of the Democrat caucus who were joining in the applause right there, but it was it, it it was magnificent for many of us because one of the one of the prices you pay for being a principled conservative, as rush has been through all these decades, is that you can be hugely successful. You can have the number one show in America. You can have the biggest audience in America. And yet, at that level of success, you spend a lot of time uh, going to ceremonies where big sh- other big-shot A-list celebrities give each other prizes back and forth all year long for one reason or, or another. And you know... But the left, which controls a lot of those institutions in television and radio and motion pictures and all the, all the peaks of, uh, of, of the broader national culture, all controlled by the left. And they, no matter how successful you are, they try to exclude you from that. You know that Russia suffered from this when he's tried to get involved. He loves football, NFL. You know that. And whenever he's trying to get involved in becoming an NFL owner or whatever, everyone goes bananas because they don't want Rush to be honored uh, or to be part of the broader culture in any way. And so it's fantastic to see at the State of the Union, the 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 biggest formal occasion in Congress uh, that the creator and host of this show Uh, being honoured for something that is unprecedented in broadcasting history, the success of it, the longevity of it, and Rush was was there last night. As I said, he's going to tell you all about it when he is uh, back behind the golden EIB microphone. He was there in the room. (laughs) He can tell you, he'll give you the lowdown on all the little subtleties. Uh, I think the camera cut away uh, from uh, Nancy Pelosi's face at the point at which uh, the the first lady actually attached the medal to Rush, but uh, Rush, I, I guess, would have been looking more or less directly at uh, Nancy Pelosi. So we'll see what he has to say about her reaction to that. But he 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 was in the room obviously, uh, and he will tell you uh, that himself what it was going to be like. For the for the most part today, we're going to talk about. <laughs> Those of us who watched it on television, it was a remarkable State of the Union address, and we will break that down. Yesterday, as you know, uh, was not the um, easiest day for listeners who were still in shock by Russia's announcement on Monday. And in the course of the show, someone said, well, uh, can we bring back the whole dittos thing? You know, back in the early de- days of the show... So many people loved Rush and wanted to talk about how much they loved the show that uh, the shorthand of dittos and mega dittos developed uh, and people were ditto heads and uh, it became it became the name uh, for rush fans and uh, We thought we'd bring that back if you if you want to send your love and your prayers to rush uh, just just come on and say mega dittos at the start of the call one eight hundred two eight two two eight eight two um, or you can say, as uh, one of Ali, who was call screening yesterday, I think it was one of Ali's cousins, said actually it ought to be mega prayers. So um, if uh, you can say mega dittos, you can say mega prayers. If you are uh, some godless heathen uh, and uh, you are, do not belong to what Al Gore likes to call a faith tradition... Uh, so you don't you're not comfortable saying mega prayers. You can say mega love, mega love said in a Barry White type way. So you really we want love to be at least nine syllables. But you can say mega dittos or mega prayers or mega love. And then we will do as we were instructed to do by Rush and keep things as normal as possible in these difficult times. It's a busy news day. <laughs> they're releasing. They're still releasing results. From the Iowa caucus. Iowa apparently is like one of the uh, upcountry precincts in a Congolese election. It can take days or weeks for the results uh, to get through, but they're releasing them in dribs and drabs. Uh, We'll attend to that. We will break down a magnificent State of the Union, absolutely the best this president has given in that benighted chamber, and we will... Uh, also, well, actually, we won't, I don't think. I was going to say we've got, uh, it's today, I believe, at about an hour after this show ends, four o'clock Eastern, they're supposed to be voting to end the zombie impeachment trial. Uh, but nobody cares. Impeachment is, impeachment is over, really. That's one of the lessons of that performance last night where he didn't even mention it. He didn't even have to mention it. Impeachment was represented by Nancy Pelosi tearing up the articles and uh, and giving in to her rage because impeachment was supposed to remove the president from office and instead it's kind of removed impeachment as a thing. Nobody's interested in it. Nobody's following it. Uh, the president's approval rating is the highest. He's 49%. He's just tickling the magic 50%. Highest ever. They've impeached him, and he's got the highest approval ratings ever. His uh, approval uh, handling of the economy is up in the 60s. The Republican Party, which doesn't even deserve it, (laughs) they've got their highest ratings since 2005. In other words, since that immediate aftermath of the war on terror, Afghanistan-Iraq war, uh, when when Bush was still in the ascendant, when the Republicans were winning uh, elections, and before... Uh, Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats took back the House in the 2006 election, the highest approval ratings for the Republican Party in 15 years. As I said, um, Nancy Pelosi intended that impeachment should remove the president. Instead, it's removed impeachment as a thing. Uh, Nobody's paying attention. Nobody cares. So we won't talk about this stupid vote at 4 o'clock. Who cares? I believe the senators are still... uh, Self-important senators are still addressing an empty chamber as they deliver their penetrating legal insights on the matter. Nobody's paying attention. Nobody's watching it. The senators who have got something better to do, like uh, Klobuchar and uh, Bernie, are all on the stump in New Hampshire. So we won't uh, do that, but we will attend to the spectacular... Uh, State of the Union, and we will also... Uh, it, it, Rush was the high point for us, but there were a lot of other uh, uh, pretty important aspects of it too. And I'll also bring you up to date on this exciting breaking news from the Iowa caucus. Another two, three weeks of it, and we should have the actual final result from Iowa. Mark Stein for Rush, one eight hundred two eight two two eight eight two. 282 2882 they had actually, you know, I explained yesterday that the state-of-the-art app broke down, and then the uh, so the guy tries to call it in on this thing called the telephone, and we've only had that since the 1890s. So again, that's very new and unreliable technology. Uh, so when the guy tried to call all the numbers into Democrat headquarters in Des Moines, the telephone wasn't working either. That, that can that can happen. It's uh, it's still new technology. So then uh, they found that this guy from upcountry Iowa. He gets uh, he gets all the tabulated results, photographs the people in their corners. Uh, finds a horse and buggy, and the guy rides the pony and trap all the way down the road. Uh, he gets some extra bag of uh, feed to make sure the horse is capable of getting the journey. He goes to the Democrat headquarters. <laughs> they slam the door in his face. Something weird going on in Iowa. Anyway, it was a debacle. That was the uh, agreed term for what happened in Iowa to the Democrats. Uh, some people said debacle. Uh, if, if you've got a touch of the John Kerry's about you, you might prefer put a little bit more of a French spin on the final syllable and say debacle. But that is actually what uh, it's been uh, it, it summed up. at. So it wasn't a good day for the Democrats. Nancy Pelosi goes along then, has to go along to the House of Representatives and host the president of the United States. Now, I don't even know why this is happening. Before we get to all the other stuff she did, the uh, inviting the president into the House of Representatives is in her gift. It's her choice. She has, There's nothing in the Constitution that obliges her to do that. But for the president to basically set foot in there, uh, he has to be invited by the co-equal branch of government that runs that building, which is Nancy Pelosi. So if she didn't want him there, she didn't have to have him there. No, no reason for that. Actually, it's it's in uh, uh, my uh, uh, countries that I've known. There's it happens all the time. It's because the equivalent of a, qu- a queen's speech or a throne speech, um, and in Canada, uh, if a prime minister happens to be annoyed with the sovereign, the uh, the prime minister says, uh, "Get lost." Uh, Jean Chrétien denied the queen a uh, uh, the benefit of a throne speech a couple of years back because he was annoyed at having been given a bad seat at the queen's mother's funeral so uh, people do that all the time if she didn't want him if she didn't want him there she didn't have to have him there so she in has him there and um and then uh she's she there's supposedly this thing he doesn't shake her hand he turned around he didn't shake pence's hand You know, these handshake controversies nobody cares about. Uh, They're generally fakie. Sometimes somebody doesn't notice it. Sometimes somebody doesn't realize it. And then she refused to say the the form of words that you're meant to say. Ladies, uh, members of Congress, I have the high privilege and distinct honor of presenting to you the President of the United States. She didn't say that. She just didn't do the high privilege and distinct honor. She just said, here he is. Get on with it. Uh, And then at the end, she tears up the speech. This is the impotent rage of the Democrat Party. She's lost control of her caucus. She no longer can... 80% of them wanted to impeach. She was one of the ones who didn't. She was right, but she'd lost control of the caucus. Uh, The the, the flim-flam in Iowa is happening because the Democrats have lost control of the nominating process. So they're going to nominate a guy who isn't even a member of the party and who calls himself a socialist. The Democrats are losing it. Losing it, losing it, losing it. And it goes back to the central point. It was a kind of subtext of, of what Rush said on Monday when he was working up to his big announcement and nobody listening knew it. When he was talking about the lack of joy. She was the literal sourpuss. Uh, behind the president for an hour and a half last night. They're the sourpuss party. They don't have any joy. They're, the the uh, hatred on the degree that this is, personal hatred, not over policy differences, nothing like that, but, but just personal loathing of one man It turns in on itself. It curdles away. It's like tertiary syphilis. It eats your body out from the insides. And that's the look you saw on Nancy Pelosi's face for 90 minutes last night. Yes, Rush is out today. You know why that is. You heard uh, the news he announced uh, 10 minutes ago. Before the end of Monday's show, there is always good news and bad news. And the president heard that announcement, too, and decided that he would honor Rush with the Presidential Medal of Freedom, which he did before the nation uh, last night at the State of the Union, making a lot of Democrat heads explode. If you were wondering what those bizarre noises off were uh, that you heard as you were as you were watching The television. I said uh, that on the air, Rush said he wants to keep this show as normal as possible, notwithstanding the tough challenges he faces on the health front. Uh, And we we all agree with that. And if you want to come and just express your uh, love and best wishes and prayers for him, just come and say mega dittos, mega prayers, mega love. I said put a little... Barry White spin on that, make it a kind of seven-syllable word the way Beyonce does when she's singing at the Grammys. If you want to do more than that, you can go to RushLimbaugh.com, and I think it's the third button. There's a menu bar above, even before it says The Rush Limbaugh Show. Above that is a menu bar, and I think the third one along is where you can leave a special note for Rush. And I've had people say, oh, but you know i've done i wanted to send him a little drawing i've done or whatever you can actually uh do that too uh on that uh, on on if you click on that button because there's a little thing where you can upload a photograph or a, a jpeg or uh, you know a, a good good uh, luck card or whatever get well card that you've you've done you can do all that it's at com and just above right at the very top before it even says the Rush Limbaugh show there's a menu bar, and it's the second or third button along. Just click on that, and you can send a message uh, direct to Rush. I mentioned Nancy Pelosi last night. So she didn't give the traditional greeting, and he didn't shake her hand. He didn't shake Pence's hand. This whole handshake thing is getting out of control. And it comes up uh, like every week or so in the news now. I think it was at the the um, uh, Auschwitz anniversary a couple of weeks ago. Or maybe it was at Davos, but one of them. There, there was this thing. People were saying, "Well, the, the Prince of Wales refused to shake Mike Pence's hand," and it turned out that uh, in fact he he and Pence had been together like twenty minutes earlier, and they'd done the handshake then. That <laughs> you don't ha- you don't reshake a guy's hand uh, ten minutes uh, after after you see him, or at least you didn't didn't use. To- so people attach a lot of significance to these things. You can't. Uh, Trump's Trump played this brilliantly yesterday because he actually didn't do what he did at the rally. He didn't mention impeachment. He didn't mention it was a disgrace. He was all business. He was talking about the people's business. He didn't even make a joke about Iowa uh, that he could have done. I'm sure it was a great temptation not to make a joke about that. And the people who were just partisan are the people who, with this ludicrous impeachment, zombie impeachment going nowhere, that's blown up in their face. And you have to know that Nancy Pelosi, who we're told by uh, all these geniuses, that she's, that she's the greatest political strategist of our time, that she never puts a foot wrong. You can look at Chris Matthews. You can look at all the guys on CNN. They're going on about that all the time. She bet wrong this time and it has blown up in her face he's at 49 percent approval if the election were held today uh yeah if it was run by the iowa democrats we wouldn't get the results for a couple of years but if it were held today uh trump would win against any of those guys they haven't got a candidate impeachment mr i impeachment was supposed to be their dream candidate the one who would uh, the one who would do the job that none of the actual candidates could do, and that didn't work either. And uh, Nancy Pelosi had tore that thing up. And it's not, it's an official document. It's actually, as far as I understand it, he doesn't just hand her a copy of the speech, he hands her the official House of Representatives copy of the speech. It's actually a government document. Uh, so I don't want to. I don't want to launch any more. I understand Peter Struck has time on his hands, so I, but I don't want to launch another inquiry with him. But th- that there's as much reason to investigate that <laughs> de jure as there is for Hillary destroying her emails because the emails were government property, and that thing Nancy Pelosi tore up was government property. Uh, but beyond that, it was for the most part. Uh, a document honoring the victims uh, whose families were in the gallery, the victims of the wannabe caliph al-Baghdadi, uh, of General Soleimani, of uh, criminal illegal immigrants, and Nancy Pelosi tears it up. It's not that just that she won't stand for these people. It's not just that the Democrats and the media actually tell us these people are heroes. The The Washington Post tells us Baghdadi is a revered Islamic scholar. And uh, General Soleimani, according to Chris Matthews, that's one of those consequential deaths that causes mass grief. He compared it to the death of uh, <laughs> of Princess Diana. That's how out of it Chris Matthews is. Uh It's that it's that even uh, Trump did something that she loathed because he took them at face value. Okay, you think uh, you think Soleimani is the new Princess Diana. You think Baghdadi is a revered Islamic scholar. These are the families of the men your heroes killed. You can't even you can't even you can't even get off your flabby butt. Uh, for the victims of uh, Soleimani and Baghdadi. And she goes, yeah, yeah, that's me. That's the Democrat Party. And just in case you didn't get it, we're not just going to sit on our hands all night. I'm actually going to tear the thing up. And if you hadn't got off the podium so quickly, I'd have flung it in your face. That's how out of control I am. Uh, Nancy Pelosi should resign, says Professor Jonathan Turley, in the hill. Um... It comes back to what Rush was saying about joy, about joy. The secret of this show, anyone, anyone, there's there's all kinds of nerds. If you ever go into any restaurant uh, in Washington, D.C. after six o'clock in the evening, it's full of nerds who can tell you all the thing about which politician is up and which politician is down and which staffer leaked something about this senator to a staffer who works for this cabinet secretary and none of the tons of thousands of people who do what the reason rush is uh been on uh, number one for over 30 years is he understands the great comedy of life and he has uh, great joy you can hear the joy as he's doing it and whatever you feel and i say this to democrats and socialists and all the other leftists out there don't don't Get so far into your bubble that you miss the obvious. Because Trump is very Rush-like in that respect. When you see him standing at the podium, when you see him at one of these rallies, he's having the time of his life. He's having, when you see a Trump rally at 8 o'clock in the evening, he's having the same good time that Rush is having between 12 and 3 Eastern. And what is what does sourpuss Pelosi communicate to to the the watching nation after that thing last night? She's not having a good time. Did you see that someone had the genius idea that the House impeachment managers should all sit together just just to remind Trump that he's still uh, he, he still hasn't beat the rap, uh, and uh, they're going to be sending him down to the big house, and he's going to be in the slammer. So they all sit together, and nobody cares about that. I said, impeachment is dead. It's over. It's gone. It, it worked for Trump. It's energized the Republican base. It's given the Republicans the highest ratings in 15 years. It's given Trump the best rating of his presidency. And uh, you think it's a good idea to have Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler sitting together just to remind us of how big a bunch of losers the Democrat caucus is in the House is? It's the joy. It's the lack of it's Rush. It was the great subtext of Monday's show because it was a very sad show in many respects. And the news he had to give us at the end was not good. And it was devastating, not just for Rush and Catherine, not just for um, the great. Uh, staff who put this show together. I'm, I'm a newcomer. I, I've i been guest hosting here. I'm in my 14th year, I think. Uh, most of the people who work for Rush, they came 20, 30 years ago. They started, when, when you come and work for EIB, you come and you start, and you think it'll be like other jobs you have. You do it for a year, you do it for two years, and then you move on to something else. And they don't, they love it, and they stay. Uh, and most of the people around Rush who put together this show Uh, every day. I've been with him a long time. And the news, he said, was uh, devastating for Rush and Catherine, for the people who put together this show and uh, put uh, and and for all the millions who listen. But the subtext of Monday's show was about joy. And you can't. and, And it's absolutely essential to any endeavor. You can't be as joyless as the Democrats are at the moment Joyless Pelosi sitting behind that guy for 90 minutes last night with that sour face muttering to herself like some derelict sleeping in a dumpster around the back of the freight yards. It's just incredible. It's incredible that that's what the Democrats think. uh, That's the face. And then you see Jerry Nadler uh, slumped there, uh, Schiff looking like a madman with those, uh, those flashing beacon eyes like your yeah, hazard lights on a car parked in the dark a uh, hundred uh, uh, half a mile ahead of you this is this is the face of the party the joylessness of it the joylessness of it and Rush even in the depths of what he's going through is a man still filled with joy Mark Stein on America's number one radio show we will take your call straight ahead Mark Stein on the Rush Limbaugh Show. Tom Cox tweets uh, to say, I made a reference to uh, the Democrat Party being infected by tertiary syphilis and it eating away their insides. And he says it wasn't tertiary syphilis, it's tertiary shiphilis. And uh, I haven't... I've stayed away from all that uh, up-shift creak, the shift show, shift happens, because you don't really need a professional for that. You know, feel free to do that... uh, in the uh, bike sheds round the back of the schoolyard. You don't need a professional for that. But tertiary chivalrous is rather good, Tom, so I may steal that. Let us go to Mary in Louisville, Kentucky, a lovely town. Many years since I've been there, but I did have a grand old time when I was there. Mary, you're first up on America's oh. number one radio show.
3: Thank you for taking my call. Mega dittos, mega prayers, and mega love for Rush.
1: Yeah, you got to do a bit more, a few more syllables. It's got to be mega love like that.
2: Mega just love. Good, like that. Oh, that—that's—that's
1: uh, that's good. I thought it was—I uh, I thought it was uh, louis, Gale, <laughs> louis Gomer louis Goma—tweeting his uh, Lou Rawls impression. That's how good that was. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, Mary. Great to have you with us.
3: Hey, listen, I just want to make a point. Um, I watched that um, the State of the Union last night and thought. Uh, President Trump did a great job. And, you know, I voted for Trump, um, my family. You know, we there's so many Trump supporters, especially all of mm-hmm. Russia's supporters. And I felt like, really, for me, when, when he gave Rush the uh, Medal of Freedom, you know, I was so touched by that. And I, Rush truly reser- uh, deserves that. And I just think, you know, President Trump gave that to Rush from all of us, from all right. of his millions and millions of listeners who— who so appreciate what Rush does for us every single day and what he's done for us. You know, when we've been so down about what's going on and he has a way to explain things to us. And I just can't thank Rush enough and for everything that he does, like he said, with all the charities that he that he works with. And all of us love Rush and we pray for him every day and just can't thank Rush enough, you know, for what he's done and what the president did for us last night, you know, and given Rush that that medal.
1: Well you know that's that that's reciprocated because that's what Rush is is thinking about at that point. You know Ru- Rush is a is a great man because he is a unique thinker Mary. Uh, but but he's not one of these people who he's not like someone, you know, you, you meet so and so and they say oh he was the former assistant deputy under secretary of the interior in the Ford administration or whatever. Uh, He's not someone who's great because of the office he's held or the office he holds or because... He's uh, like at the Oscars and swanning around with all the other A-list beautiful people in California or whatever. What makes what makes Rush Rush doesn't have any of that. People on the whole have excluded him from that. Uh, he, He doesn't hold great formal office. What makes Rush great, Mary, is you and millions and millions and millions of people like you who listen to this show every day. And that's that's the thing. That's that actually is populism. Rush doesn't have anything going for him in that sense other than what he does and the fact that millions and millions and millions of people across this country respond to it every day. So I'll tell you something, uh, Mary, that uh, as much as you were saying that's from all of us to Rush too, what happened last night, uh, and, you, and you're thinking of him and you're praying for him, he's thinking of you too. He said something very moving um, but I, I believe totally sincere on Monday when he said he can he can see you and he can't, you know, he he can see the faces. He can't see all that. He doesn't know whether you marry uh, a brunette or a blonde, you wear spectacles or you don't. But he can see the audience and he sees how uh, you and everybody else respond to him. So he will have been thinking of you last night at that great moment too, Mary
3: yeah and and one more point you you made it right, you know he is like one of us, he is one of us, and when he right. accepted that, he accepted that on behalf of all of us because of everything that he does for us every day, and he yeah. he took that for us and and that's a way of thanking us and us thanking him and the relationship that we have with him every day. You're right, he can't see us, but he knows us, he knows our hearts no
1: no, no, no. Yes, you're 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 absolutely right. And I'll just say one other thing, Mary, on that, that he's one one of one of us. And he is literally he's not someone who gets this show uh, because he went and got some credential in radio show hosting from somewhere. He doesn't have a bunch of letters after his name. He's a curious man. He's a self-taught man. He never had the patience for Lahn in in the sense of uh, sitting at a desk in a classroom, uh, watching a fly, banging his head against a window on a summer afternoon. Uh, That wasn't where he was at. It's not the letters after his name. It's not the credentials. It's that he had the great mind and a great curiosity, and he taught himself. And that's why he's one of you and he's one of us. Thank you so much for that call, Mary. Mark Stein on the Rush Limbaugh Show. Lots more still to come. Da-do-do-do-da-da-da-da. Do, 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 da, 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 da. All the the best bumper music. That's really the the secret of this show, uh, is the best bumper music on the air. Mark Stein for Rush. Two more hours to come. Stick with us. Yes, it's not really filling in for Rush Limbaugh anymore. It's filling in for Rush Limbaugh, comma, holder of the Presidential Medal of Freedom... The nation's highest civilian honor. Many of you will have seen that last night during the State of the Union, or you will have heard it at the top of our show about an hour ago today. But uh, that's, that's Rush. Uh, the president decided after Monday's show to honor him with the Presidential Medal of Freedom, and he received it last night. Rush was in the room for that amazing State of the Union, the best by far. That President Trump has delivered, and uh, uh, Rush will break it all down for you. He'll tell you tell you what it's like to be in the room, not just to receive the medal, but also his analysis of uh, Nancy Pelosi and Schiff and Nadler and all the rest of the gang. Uh, he'll tell you that when he is back on Friday. Uh, Todd Harmon is going to be here tomorrow. It's not because uh, Rush has had any more bad news or any of that. It's just because the the uh the 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 logistical uh, effort made to get at short notice to washington and uh, get into the capital uh, high security and all the rest of it uh, that actually took time away from his doctors that he'd had scheduled uh, for yesterday so instead he's going to be doing that bit of it tomorrow and he will be back to break it all down for you on friday um and he i one of the things that i'm i'm absolutely Amazed at some of the emails and uh, texts and whatnot I've I've received from friends uh, and other people in this line of employ uh, since Rush made his announcement. They used to uh, they used to call Queen Victoria. I know I'm making a lot of uh, royal references today, but that's what happens when you book a foreign guest house. Uh, they used to call Queen Victoria the grandmother of Europe because a lot of her daughters and granddaughters uh, married into the uh, Russian and German and Swedish and Danish and Norwegian uh, and Spanish and uh, Greek royal family. So she, she became the uh, uh, the grandmother of a whole big bunch of kings and queens. And that's really the situation that, that Rush is in. And it's not just that the fellas you listen to before and after this show uh, are there because of what Rush pioneered in the late 80s. But it's actually... It's actually more than that now. It's actually two generations. So it's not just like the uh, the, the the paunchy uh, middle-aged uh, guys uh, who've uh, been doing it uh, like half the length of time that russia has been doing it. But I got a um, I got I got a note from Cat uh, uh, Timpf who uh, uh, who's uh, on uh, Fox News. You see her uh, with Greg Gutfeld and everything. And and Cat reminded me, and I think she, I. Remember- i met cat when she was a student at hillsdale i was teaching a, a little writing course at hillsdale and uh, every course you want people coming to the class who are interested in writing but the only reason they knew who i was and wanted to uh, go to the class was because they'd heard me guest hosting for, for rush on the local station there and so cat cat and cat as i said i first met cat at hillsdale but uh, she was a fourth and fifth in fourth and fifth grade cat was homeschooled and her uh dad used to break for lunch every day and of course if you're being homeschooled you don't have a cafeteria or anything to go to so they used to go and have uh, lunch in the kitchen and he'd switch the radio on and listen to rush and uh and as cat said uh that was the single... She, so she's listening to Rush with her dad every day in fourth and fifth, whatever fourth grade is. What's that, nine years old, ten years old, something like that. So as a nine-year-old, she's listening to Rush five days a week, and she said to me that uh, Rush was my single greatest inspiration uh, for becoming a constitutionalist as well as for wanting to get into broadcasting. And... Uh, so as I said, he, it's like Queen Victoria being the grandmother of Europe. Rush, the, everyone, uh, we all labor in, in his shadow. And it's interesting the way Kat puts it because she's inclines more to the libertarian than the conservative end of things, but she's talking about being a constitutionalist. Rush is like the, the reason Rush is still doing it in his fourth decade is because it's about first principles. You know, he's great with the, He's great with the the passing uh, flotsam and jetsam of the political scene and he's great with the jokes for the here today gone tomorrow politicians or even the here today never gone politicians like uh, Joe Biden uh who, like I love it when he calls Joe Biden plugs <laughs> he's got he's got great uh, gags like that for everyone but the reason he's still here is because he's a first principles guy and that's what he's communicated over the years to to uh, dear old Cat and everybody else, is the first principles, the great uh, golden thread of enduring truths uh, that stretches from uh, Athens and Rome, uh, from the Bible to Magna Carta to the U.S. Constitution, the great enduring golden thread of uh, of of timeless principles. That's why he's still here, and that's why so many of us who who labour in his shadow uh, owe it to uh, uh, owe it to uh, what he pioneered. Rush will be back Friday to tell you what it was like being in the room for the State of the Union and to receive the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Uh, and Todd Herman is going to be here tomorrow. One eight hundred two eight two two eight eight two. Breaking news. Oh my word! From the Iowa caucus, from the results, seventy-one uh, percent of the re- reporting is in now. And uh, as I said, they didn't just do this. Uh, somebody uh, emailed me to say, "Please don't blame this on the Iowa." An Iowa Democrat said, "Please don't blame this on us. This was this app was inflicted on us by central office." And I would bet that the 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 debacle was actually inflicted on them by central office, too. In other words, that they got the call to put the whole thing on hold for various reasons. I said the big headline out of this yesterday was that Joe Biden came a very bad fourth. He might actually have come in fifth place, which is why they may be releasing this in stages. He's currently with 71 percent in in the second round votes, which is what counts. Uh, he's less than a thousand ahead of Amy Klobuchar. Can you, can you imagine this? He was supposedly there because he had the highest name recognition and he was the most electable candidate. And we've been told this all the time. Everybody loves Joe. Everybody loves Joe. He's less than a thousand. This guy, he's been in Washington since, uh, give me a moment and I'll come up with it. It's like 1972 uh 1972 i think it is so he's been there for almost half a century uh, and he's currently less than a thousand votes ahead of amy klobuchar a senator whom nobody outside minnesota had heard of until 20 minutes ago he's at 13.2% she's at 12.5% he has zero delegates she has zero delegates The guy who's electable, he has all the qualities of electability except for the one slight flaw that nobody wants to actually elect the most electable candidate. The the Democrats, nothing works for them. Nothing works. The, 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 The Democrats have turned Nancy Pelosi is Yosemite Sam. She just keeps finding new sticks of dynamite to shove down her pants. That's what the Democrats are doing right now that's that's all that now and people say uh, uh, the, let me find the other guy this guy uh, Anculo, uh or angelo i don't know how you say it Carisoni, he's the president of media matters and he's uh, and he's uh, saying <laughs> he's he's stunned that it's gone uh, from you know she committed a breach of protocol by ripping up that document uh, to now she's committed a crime and we need to lock her up. And he's mocking me for saying that. Actually, I, I indicated that I wasn't interested in investigating her because in case you haven't noticed, Angelo, uh, you Democrats actually never do get locked up. So any investigation would be a complete waste of time. You always walk. You always beat the rap. Uh, and I don't care, anyway, I, I, I'm on record as saying that I think federal justice is rotten and stinkingly corrupt and a huge waste of time. What The point you're missing is that it, she has actually committed a crime, a breach of uh, 18, uh, Title 18 of the U.S. Code, Section 2071, Paragraphs A and B. You could get off your butt and go and look it up. But uh, Angela Carasone reminded me of something uh, I was on with... Uh, Tucker the other night, and Tucker was uh, talking to Greg Gutfeld, and Greg Gutfeld compared these guys, uh, to people in school who have to have the, do the book assignment. Uh, they basically have no interest in the book, but they, they're forced to read it and do a report on the book. You know the kind of thing. And that's what these guys are. Angela Carasone and the whole people who, were, the millions and millions of people listen to this show for pleasure. That's the only reason you wouldn't be listening if you didn't enjoy it. And for a select few, like Angela Carasoni and the little Nancy boys at Media Matters, they're listening to see if uh, if for three hours, in case you say two hours and 45 minutes in, you say something that they can present as racist or Islamophobic or transphobic or whatever it is. So think about the sad lives these guys need. They've got no interest in listening to this they got no interest in listening to anything. They just have to listen hours and hours every day in case you tremble on the verge of saying something that with a, a, a bit of an elision here, you clip off the preceding sentence clip, they can make it look... Like you're a racist or an Islamophobe or a transphobe or or whatever. What a miserable life! What would it do to you? How, however, if you think, if you're one of these people who thinks, God, it must be hell to be Rush Limbaugh, and the only thing worse than more pathetic than being Rush Limbaugh is uh, being Rush Limbaugh's pitiful, pathetic, desperate guest host... Uh, The only thing worse than being Rush Limbaugh's pitiful, pathetic, desperate guest host is being some little pyjama boy who is to sit in a basement and listen to stuff you don't want to listen to for hours and hours on end until you can find some little gotcha moment. And I'm just saying this as like a bit of advice to you guys. It's not getting you anywhere. I couldn't care less about being cancelled. I couldn't care. You know, you're never going to get an apology from me out of anything. The last thing you tried to get me for uh, when I was musing after the elimination of all the minorities from the diverse Democrat field, except for Elizabeth Warren and uh, and and judge. And I said, uh, "I said, is Elizabeth Warren even a woman? Uh, she lies about everything else." And I said, "Is Pete Buttigieg even gay?" And media matters went bananas. I wound up on the front page of Italy's leading gay publication. <laughs> for the uh, uh, for the uh, for, for the the delusions di Marco Steini, or however they put it, I've had that framed and stuck on the wall. It gave me a great. Do you know what it's like? What are my chances of, of making of making the front? Yeah, I am the playmate of the month in Italy's leading gay publication. That would never have happened without you, little Nancy boys who who are paid to listen to this show in hopes of. Getting us into the trap. And it comes back. It all comes back to what Rush was saying about joy. And the sourpuss Democrats. Do you know the things they refuse? And I say this to the Media Matters pansies. Just have a think about this. All the stuff you guys sat on your hands for last night. The sourpuss Democrats. Rush uh, was was uh, uh, given the Medal of Honor. Okay, I can understand why you, you're not so hot about that. What was the other stuff? President Trump comes out and says this is the lowest rate of African-American employment uh, unemployment ever. Uh, African-American unemployment has fallen to its lowest rate ever. And you guys sit on your hands. What are you? You're racist. You don't like blacks. What the hell is wrong with you? Uh, Then he says the lowest rate of Hispanic unemployment. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You don't like Hispanic uh, immigrants. You... You racist you don 't like uh, that uh, wh- that 's the stuff you were sitting on your hands for right it 's not even our issue suppose we 're the racists we 're the people who don 't like hispanics, we're the people who don 't like any any minorities, and yet you 're somehow or other you 're the guys, the sarapus losers sitting there, sitting on your hands, and, uh, and refusing to celebrate the lowest rate ever of African-American unemployment. Why? Oh, because Trump did it. And you're impeaching Trump over some phone call to Ukraine. And you wonder why you're losing. You know what? Because your, your little tight little group with your identity politics ob- obsessions, you've become disconnected from anything that matters. So out there in the wide world, there are millions and millions of people who, doesn't un- who don't understand why a leading candidate for the Democrat nomination is promising to have her secretary of education picked by a transgender nine-year-old. Right? Why don't you try talking about something that matters? You big sourpuss losers. Uh, Mark Stein for Rush. Lots of your calls still to come. Mark Stein on the Rush Limbaugh Show. Let us go to Jane in uh, Texas in uh, in the town of Lampasas. Did I say that right, Jane? You sure did, Mark. Thanks, Thanks okay. for the um, opportunity. You are the my... of the uh,
4: pathetic guest hosts, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the way you put that, Jane. I'm going to have that put yeah, on my well, business card. <laughs> That's a lovely way of and, saying and to it. Rush, and to rush mega love prayers and dittos. Okay. Thank but you for that. You Much know, appreciate. My
4: concern is, you know, the articles of succession put Nancy Pelosi third in line for the presidency should something happen to
1: Trump and Pence. That is a frightening prospect for this country. <clears throat> it would be a frightening pros it would be a fr- it is a frightening uh, prospect in the and uh, you know if you go back to 911 for example the plan uh definitely for that fourth plane the one that crashed in the field in Pennsylvania was that it should actually uh hit the white house and decapitate the regime uh, in other words that there would be uh, no uh, president and and no uh, vice president there have always been uh, but, but just the, 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 the line of succession is always a bit iffy. Uh, if just to go back to that time, I think after the speaker it goes to the President Pro Tem of the Senate, who at that time I believe was actually Robert C. Byrd, so you could have wound up uh, with the great uh, Grand Kligel of the Ku Klux Klan as uh, oh, America's boy. 21st century president. You should never think too far. You never you should never think too far down the line of succession, uh, because America has dodged that bullet for almost a quarter of a century now. And uh, and and believe me, no one who saw Nancy Pelosi last night was looking at Nancy Pelosi as as any kind of incumbent president. I mean, the fact is. Uh, Nancy Nancy has very few supporters at the moment. She used to rule through fear that if you didn't get into line in the Democrat caucus, uh, the guys with the tire iron would be waiting for you as, as you made your way to the parking lot after dark. And that's how Nancy ruled, through fear, and she was ruthless like that. She didn't have the look of a ruthless person. She had the person of – she's like the nine-year-old transgender schoolgirl that, uh, that Elizabeth Warren wants uh, uh, to pick her Secretary of Education. She looked like a petulant little nine-year-old stamping her foot when she tore that thing in pieces. It didn't, it, it's not working. It's not working for them, Jane. I don't think you would have, to, I don't think no one, you know, well, they always have the designated survivor at these things like the State of the Union. It was, I believe it was the Secretary of the Interior. I couldn't honestly, <laughs> if we're playing cabinet trivia, I couldn't name the Secretary of the Interior right now. And that's who would be president uh, if uh, Kim Jong-un had dropped the big one on the Capitol uh last night but nancy pelosi had one of the worst nights of her life jane she looked as if she was completely out of control so i wouldn't i wouldn't worry i wouldn't worry about that there's lots of things to worry about uh but do not worry jane about nancy pelosi <laughs> becoming president uh, saupus pelosi had one of the worst nights of her life yes uh, rush had a tremendous night at the State of the Union, truly spectacular. You may have heard uh, uh, the clip of the president honoring Rush at the top of the show. And if you don't, Rush is going to be here Friday to tell you what it was, uh, what it was like from the point of view of being right there in the room. Don't miss that. Uh, Rush Limbaugh, uh, holder of the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the nation's highest civilian honor uh we're going to try and put that all into Johnny Donovan's announcement at the top of the show it's going to be it's going to be the way it's going to be the Rush Limbaugh Presidential Medal of Freedom show from now on we're changing everything and uh rush will be here to tell you all about that on uh, on friday uh, the, the, some, the, the, did did you see did you see the uh, official response to the state of the union it was uh, the governor of michigan who's uh, like supposedly one of the rising stars <laughs> I think. Of the Democrat Party. They have had (laughs) Uh, this this primary has been season has been such a must for them. So naturally, (laughs) naturally, uh, they can't run any of these primary candidates for the for the rebuttal to the State of the Union. So they have to find one of their other rising stars. Uh, and they find this rather stiff i mean it 's a thankless task i wouldn 't want to i wouldn 't want to do it. Take my advice if you ever asked to do the rebuttal to the state of the union doesn 't matter who, whether it 's a Republican or a Democrat. Just say no boys and girls it 's a thankless thing nobody 's interested. so they had her from um East Lansing in Michigan. And you know, so I'm like a like a foreigner. So I'm thinking, East Lansing, where is that? So I just like look around, and the first store I come to is from today's edition of USA Today, where the gift shop at Michigan State University in beautiful East Lansing has had to remove uh, one of the most popular items from its uh, its its uh, souvenir store. Um, It's a display of uh, dolls depicting historical figures hanging from a tree, like a kind of Christmas tree, so they're like Christmas ornaments. And uh, so the people they've got hanging from this Christmas tree, there are nice little bits of twine hanging from the branches of the tree, and the people they've got hanging from the branches of the tree are Michelle Obama, Barack Obama, Prince... Uh, and other prominent African-Americans. Uh, so a young lady goes in there after seeing a jazz concert at Michigan State University, goes into the shop and doesn't understand why the shop is filled with trees with prominent African-Americans hanging from them, uh, because it reminds her of the days of lynching, when they used to hang uh, black people from trees by rope. Like the twine with which Michelle Obama is hanging at Michigan State University. And of course, the pajama boy who's running the store is like horrified by this because he knows nothing. So these, because they've got all the correct attitudes, but they know nothing about anything. So he's stunned. He's never heard of this lynching before. And so now they've had to take down all their decorative. Premium souvenirs of black people hanging from trees at uh, uh, at Michigan State University in East Lansing. This is the world identity politics has 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 built. And again, I go back to what Rush was saying about about joy. You, you know these these portentous uh, pompous uh, you can't say that Democrats shriveling 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 the bounds of acceptable speech so that in the end nobody knows anything everybody's walking around on eggshells everybody's terrified yet you still can, all over a major state university in a prominent un, uh, in a in a prominent and significant state you can have uh, trees with dangling figures of Michelle Obama and Prince and Barack Obama hanging from them, because that's how stupid leftist politics makes you. That's how stupid it makes you. Joe Biden has now conceded. Uh, He hasn't conceded, but he's conceded Iowa was a gut punch. As I said, he is less than a thousand votes. Less than a thousand votes. Ahead of Amy Klobuchar, a woman. No, Amy Klobuchar is basically Joe Biden in sensible shoes. You know, so if you're a moderate candidate, she's reasonably together. She whoever her her staffers are, they're more on the ball than Biden's. The the only thing everyone at Iowa, because I think I was on television that night at I think 8 p.m. And we were told we were going to get the first results from Iowa by 9 p.m. And instead, not a thing. And there was a lot of vamping till ready, treading water, more treading water in the 9 o'clock hour. 10 o'clock, they're supposed to come tumbling in, and we're supposed to be able to announce a result and tell everybody what it means. And instead, uh, nobody can say what it means because there are no results. And now they're letting the results trickle out in an, uh, in a quite absurd way so that Polk County... Uh, which is where Des Moines is. It's it's basically the big population county in Iowa. The chairman of Polk County Democrats says that he doesn't understand why uh, the, all the results from his county have not been released. Uh, they were delivered in plenty of time. They've had no questions or comments on any of them. No queries, no uh, confirmations, nothing. They just are releasing them highly selectively. And you know why they're doing that? Because they figured it's better for Bernie to win in increments and and Joe Biden to lose in increments. Right now, Bernie and Buttigieg have 11 delegates apiece. In the second round voting, Bernie Sanders beat Buttigieg. He won again. But they're trying to deny him the victory, and you know the the whole Iowa caucus thing is rubbish. Anyway, it's all coin tosses. You have people campaign for a year in Iowa, and then it comes down to flipping a coin in in some school gym. It's the most stupid system ever. Then you've got so they've got eleven delegates apiece. Elizabeth Warren has five. Joe Biden has none, and he's right. He's a less than a thousand votes ahead of Amy Klobuchar, somebody nobody has ever heard of. And this is, this is the thing. Uh, the, the president at the State of the Union played it absolutely beautifully because he didn't mention Democrats. He didn't mention impeachment. He didn't mention the fiasco of Iowa. All he's doing is just laying out what's happened. The, the economy, what's happening in the economy is, uh, is terrific, is terrific news. And particularly what's happening in these various minority groups he mentioned. If it's true, for example, that, uh, 30% of African Americans, uh, support Trump, the Repub- the Democrats aren't gonna win, aren't gonna win. You know they 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 they, they can depress African American turnout all kinds of other ways. Um if if Mayor Pete were to win New Hampshire for example, Mayor Pete is a complete bust in South Carolina. Nobody ever talks about it, but that's the first primary in which uh, Black Americans play a significant part and for some mysterious reason they don't seem to go for Mayor Pete. I don't know why that is. Uh, apparently nobody really likes to talk about it over on MSNBC or CNN. But if that is uh, if he if he were to be the leading candidate, they're gonna they're, they're, he's not going to get ed anywhere. And if thirty percent of blacks are willing to entertain supporting Trump, it's all over for the Democrats. Basically, Hillary couldn't get them to turn out for her last time. Hillary couldn't get black Americans to come out for her last time. This time, <laughs> if they do come out and vote for Trump. Uh, the, the, uh, the Democrats are, are in huge, uh, in huge trouble. But it was a brilliant speech. And it shows actually, I love the undisciplined side of the president. I love the way when he's just like riffing on things at his rallies. But what he was doing, what he was doing last night, where he didn't mention impeachment, cause he didn't need to. Cause impeachment is the sticker dynamo- dynamite down Nancy Pelosi's pants. He didn't need to mention it. Uh, it's the stick of dynamite down the Democrats' pants. He didn't need to mention Iowa. He didn't mean, need to mention Iowa, the the Jeffrey Epstein suicide watch detail of electoral politics, where everything that could go wrong does go wrong. And we're asked to believe that it was all entirely accidental. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, they rather than actually tell the truth about what is happening in their primary, They've lost control of the primary. They don't want Bernie. They don't want Bernie. So this whole thing, he didn't mention any of that. He just laid out what he's done. And then the most devastating thing of all, we've had this disgusting thing. He he kills uh, the the uh, wannabe caliph Baghdadi. He's he's reduced that thing. Uh, from that had spread all over, the, the, the Iraqi border post I passed through in the spring of 2003 coming from Jordan that was manned by American guards, they totally rebuilt that post. And then a couple of years back during the Obama presidency, that border post was the border post between Jordan and ISIS built by American taxpayers uh, built by American personnel and operated by ISIS guards who'd seized it and for whom it marked the border between ISIS and uh, Jordan. He this, he rolled all that back. He, there is no caliphate. There is no geographical caliphate anymore. It's gone. And its leader is gone. And he's a revered Islamic scholar to the Washington Post and the Democrats. And Soleimani is the new princess diana and no one will ever get over his death and it will convulse the world according to chris matthews and and president trump he's he uh he reminds people that these are not these democrat delusions are not without cost they're actually wicked both soleimani and Baghdadi were in the business of killing They're butchers, they're soaked in blood. And if you don't care about the Americans they killed, they killed all kinds of other people, they killed thousands of other Muslims. So, uh, so even if you don't care about dead Americans, uh, or if you don't think it's justified killing them, uh, the idea that you then go the next thing, and you talk about them in heroic terms, there's a cost to that. And President Trump shoved it down their face by the victims of Democrat posturing. You know, there's a price to be paid for defending uh, bloodthirsty, blood-drenched killers. There's a price to be paid for defending open borders. Uh, at least with lunatics like Baghdadi and Soleimani, uh, you have to leave the country and go far away uh, to get killed by these guys. With the illegal immigrants, open borders, lets in that's not a victimless crime either. That lets in people who kill Americans, uh, who uh, a- engage in sex trafficking, in child slavery... That's all supported by this sentimentalized, open borders claptrap. Uh, and Trump shoved it all down their throat uh, last night. Brilliantly, brilliantly, coolly, professionally, in a nonpartisan way, he shoved it. He took a great big mallet and he hammered it all back down the sourpuss Democrats' gullets. And good for him. Mark Stein for Rush Limbaugh will take your call straight ahead. Reba, reba, Mark Stein on the Rush Limbaugh Show. Let us go to Claire in North Salem in the Empire State of New York. Claire, great to have you with us on the show today.
4: Good afternoon, Mark. It's a pleasure to speak to you.
1: My pleasure, my pleasure too, Claire. What's what's on your mind?
4: Well, firstly, um, I'd like permission to change Megadittos to Magadittos. At least oh. in the
1: foreseeable future. Okay, that's 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 good. That's uh, that's got dittos and MAGA all in one MAGA dittos. I feel some new merchandising uh, coming on. We might we might have to have some hats made with that at uh, at Rush dot com. That's an excellent suggestion. Claire, thank you for that.
4: Uh, I told the call screener um, I was so disgusted um, at the Democrats behavior last night. Their disrespect. And their petulant, childish behavior um, in front of, of the president and the nation. It was really disappointing and very disturbing. Well, you know... They had their hands, their lips, and their legs glued to their feet. Because I don't know how they couldn't uh, stand up and clap and cheer for the vet returning home last night to see his family in the gallery the great-grandfather general, uh, general and his uh, great-grandson, right. um, the victims and the families of uh, crimes committed by the illegals, and Rush getting the Medal of Freedom Award. They were so, um, they were just so disappointing. I wrote today on social media between trying to contain her contempt for Trump and contain her teeth in her mouth, Pelosi
1: was very busy. Yeah. No, no. You're, you're absolutely right. It's, it's not all Democrats. There's like, there were half a dozen of them who reacted as human beings. I saw, uh, Senator Jean Shaheen, for example, who's one of the less insane, uh, members down there. She was standing up, but actually standing up in a sea of people who are all sitting down makes it look even weirder in a way the groupthink mentality where they all wear the same outfit so you've got that handmaid's tale gang all sitting in uh, their eye uh, they're they're protesting uh the uh, the misogyny of society by all dressing identically like some out <laughs> of some weird fantasy thing they've got going on there the whole thing is weird uh, and it 's actually you know we 're thinking about do you remember that thing a couple of weeks ago or whatever uh, was it the Emmys where Russell Brand came out and uh, told everybody uh, was it russell brand or who uh, who was it i 've forgotten who it was who came out and told everybody uh, who it was uh, that they, you know they think they they're more they 've spent less time in school than Greta Thunberg and why uh, all the uh, why everybody, uh, you, you know, and, and told them what they think about them. Trump playing to the Democrats is like that, and he's exactly the same. Ricky Germain, I beg your pardon, Ricky Gervais, Ricky Gervais uh, doing his thing with um, at, the, at the Emmys and telling all the big shot, hot shot celebrities like M- Meryl Streep and go, how stupid they are. And that was actually what Trump was doing last night with the Democrats. It's even worse. They just sit on their hands, Claire. You're absolutely right. It was a disgraceful and disgusting performance, but it's flopped for them. It's flopped for them. They're the Sarpus Democrats. They are the joyless Democrats, and it's tanking them. They can't even hold an election in Iowa anymore because the the results aren't congenial to them. They're they're in huge trouble. They are the Yosemite Sam Democrats. They've blown themselves up. Uh, We will have lots more for you to come straight ahead. Mark Stein in for Rush on America's number one radio show. Rush has been honored with the Presidential Medal of Freedom. He will tell you all about it this Friday. Yes, it's America's number one radio show. You know why Rush is away today. There are two reasons. The first one was the very serious... uh, a statement he made about his health uh on uh on uh monday at the end of the show the second is that last night he received uh the presidential medal of freedom at the state of the union the first lady uh hung the medal around his neck rush will be here on friday to tell you all about that we have breaking news Mitt romney is addressing an empty chamber He's the senator for Utah, and he has decided, I mean, I don't know, I can't even bring myself to say this. There is really no end to the pitiful depths this man is willing to sink to. Senator Romney is voting to convict and remove the President of the United States from office. Uh, According to Mitt The case was made and that there's no evidence. He actually defended Chumpy McChump Pants here, defended uh, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. Uh, Unlike the voters of Iowa and of New Hampshire, apparently he thinks Joe Biden is still a big shot and that he needs to kiss up to him uh So he said that there's uh, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, whatever you feel about this Thunder well this is isn't this, this hasn't he got one of his guys also on the board of barisma? Boy, these barisma guys stick together. That's like uh that's like Cosa Nostra level uh, loyalty. So anyway, because one of Mitt's guys is on the board of barisma. He's apparently not convinced Hunter Biden did anything <laughs> illegal, and he's voting to convict Trump. I tell you what, you know something? I'm just throwing this out there. Adam Schiff said he's very concerned that if Trump skates on this impeachment business, that he could do anything. For example, that he could sell uh, – Adam Schiff said he's worried that Trump might sell Alaska to Vladimir Putin. Could we instead uh, maybe Trump could sell Mitt Romney to Vladimir Putin? Actually, could we sell? Could we sell uh, Mitt Romney to Venezuela? Actually, could we sell Mitt Romney to Ukraine, Yemen, Somalia? I don't really care. He he has the look. I think he'd make an excellent caliph. You know, I don't know who the uh, successor to Baghdadi is, or whether he's still alive. Where well, he might have been droned since then. Uh but I I think Mitt Al Romney would do a terrific job as the new as a new caliph. I don't care where you drop him. It's a big beautiful world out there, but let's just put him in a plane and drop him somewhere else. This is just just as if you needed a contrast with last night. What I tell you what I tell you what people like about Trump and the reason he won after these milk toast weenies like Romney uh romney's trying to hang the the benghazi thing round obama's neck at that debate and then the cnn gal uh slaps him down and mitt romney meekly falls into submission and what people liked about trump was that he wasn't going to just fall uh into submission uh and he punched back And just as he gave a tremendous performance last night, this is again, Mitt can't stop doing this. He lost by choice. He lost by choice. And he knows how it works. He's like Mr. Milk Toast, Mr. Weenie. They did everything to him. Uh, they, they made him out to be the worst guy in the world because he put his dog on the roof of his car and drove the dog to Canada. And that made him the most evil guy in the world and binders full of women. He was the most misogynist, uh, well, uh, guy in the world. Uh, and he, Joseph Kofa Black, that's the Romney guy who's on the Burisma board of directors. I don't know what it is with... A Ukrainian company sluicing or laundering all its money in, through Cyprus. Why does it need so many American directors? Just asking, just asking. That's the smell of the swamp! That's the smell of the swamp, the bipartisan swamp, the losers, the nobodies, the hacks, the mediocrities, who just happen to be buddies with Mitt Romney or the son of a vice president nobody remembers. And so because of that, they get enriched. And as I have said, this isn't a victimless crime. You, you, Mitt Romney, the only crime committed here, he said Hunter Biden committed no crime. Yes, he did. And it's not a victimless crime. The only crime here is, uh, is Hunter Biden's and What's that guy called again? What's the name of the Romney advisor? Joseph Kofa Black's theft of the wealth of Ukraine from the people of Ukraine. That's not a victimless crime. But Mitt Romney, swamp man, uh, has decided that he is going to vote to convict Donald Trump and remove him from office. We are under two hours away from this vote. Uh, and it is somewhat remarkable to me that given the state of the Republican party uh, that uh, th- that in fact uh, mitt doesn't have uh, 15 16, 17 colleagues like him uh, who who are so obsessed with him uh, with trump he's like nancy he went out he did the this is what the Republican Party... It's a good thing to be reminded of. I'm speechless at this. I made one... I've made a couple of mistakes in my life. And one of them was agreeing to introduce Mitt in... Uh, what was it now? 2008, I think it was. 2008. I, uh, I agreed to introduce him. I just... I didn't really do... I did Winter Olympics jokes mainly. I just did a few curling gags... They're very big in Canada. They tend to bomb with a D.C. crowd. But anyway, (laughs) I I said a few other things, and I warmed up the crowd, and I did that thing. I, I think it's the first and only time I've done this in my life. I said that line they do, ladies and gentlemen, the next president of the United States, Mitt Romney. Mitt then came out, threw the whole thing down the toilet. People had flown in. they paid thousands of dollars. They'd flown from the other side of the country to hear him, and he stank up the room. He stank up the joint big time. He flopped. Uh, And that was the point at which I thought, oh, maybe that wasn't such a good idea. This guy doesn't seem like he's got it in him. And he didn't have it in him. And uh, in the end, that's what counts. He didn't have the fire in the belly and that's and and that goes you can you see I'm making a bipartisan point here you can see it with Joe Biden Joe Biden is just inert and lifeless and there's nothing you can do to drag a guy like that uh, across the finish line and for years. For a generation, that's been the Republican candidates. You know Bob Dole is a stiff, and he isn't up to it, but you've got to try and drag him across the finish line anyway. And it's the same with McCain, and it's the same with Romney. And oddly enough, now it's the Democrats who have that problem. That was Hillary, the my turn candidate. And you have to drag the my turn candidate across the finish line, and you can't do it. Same thing now. The my turn candidate's supposed to be Biden, and you can't drag across the finish line and that's mitt and mitt did something mitt did something appalling last time round last time round he was he, he launched this uh, ludicrous attack on trump uh trump forgave him or pretended to forgive him and entered into talk remember they had that dinner uh, and there was talk of mitt becoming uh, secretary of state and then trump made somebody else secretary of of state and Mitt Mitt is bitter. Mitt is convinced that his job is to position himself as the non-Trump. Why don't you just? I tell you what, guy, man. Why don't you? Why don't the, the the Democrats need a savior right now? It's not too late for you. They think they can do it with Mini Mike uh, Bloomberg putting him in the New Hampshire debate, even though he's not on the ballot in New Hampshire. Why don't you offer to do it? Why don't you be the guy who parachutes in and saves us from a, a second Trump term and run as a Democrat? Run as a Democrat. Run as the 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 old Mitt before the the Mitt who pretended to be severely conservative in two thousand and twelve. Remember that he was going to be severely conservative because conservatism, as he sees it, is a punishment. Why don't you go back to being the old the old milk toast Mitt? Uh, that you were when you were Massachusetts governor and you were signing gay marriage into law and you were that that Mitt. Why don't you go back to being that Mitt and be the guy who rescues the Democrats? Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney. This is why it's Trump's Republican Party or nothing. Nothing. It's the world's most useless political party. It would be nothing without Trump. Uh, they spent the first two years when they held all three houses. I want them, after what Nancy did last night, there's a sporting chance you could take back the House in November because of what they did, because they've done nothing. They've done nothing but impeach the guy. And I think I want the Senate majority increase. I want Trump to win uh, a bigger slice of the Electoral College. I want him to hold all the states he held and add another three, four, five, six as well. And I think he can do that. Uh, because without, there's a, there's a Trump Republican party or there's no Republican party. I said this th- three years ago on this show. I said the Democrats have a base. Trump has a base. I'm not persuaded that establishment Republicans have a base. We could have a conservative Republican senator. Is he running? He's not running, is he, this year? He's only done a couple of years or something of his. What a pity. What a pity, because if ever a guy was crying out to be primary, this guy is crying out to be primaried. He couldn't explain what the crime was. He's just absolved Hunter Biden, Biden, a man who smells of corruption, stinks of corruption. You know, maybe the reason Joe Biden is a few hundred votes ahead of Amy Klobuchar, a, a, a woman nobody had heard of, uh, maybe the reason 50 years in Washington shrivels away to a few hundred votes ahead of Amy Klobuchar is because people get he's not nice Uncle Joe, he's not nice uh, Mr. Moderate, um, Mr. Electable. He's actually the embodiment of corruption, uh, and his corruption has enriched his brother, it's enriched his son, uh, and only Mitt Romney, only Mitt Romney, would be prepared to stand at a time when even Savannah Guthrie are hanging Hunter Biden round. Only Mitt Romney is prepared uh, to stand up there and uh, and defend Hunter Biden. What a shameful, hollow, worthless husk of a man this guy is. Uh, there's no end to it. There's no end to the party. He shouldn't ever have been senator from utah it's a great shame uh that nobody no other credible candidate was prepared to run against him there but he's voted to convict the president we are an hour and three quarters away from the vote and mitt has just told us how he is gonna vote mark stein for rush will take your calls straight ahead mark stein in for rush limbo if I ever find myself in a room with mitt Romney again i'm I'm going to go up to him and mess up his hair.'ll probably sick the FBI on me for that um he has uh, he has just said uh, in explaining why he's voting to convict President Trump and remove him from office that uh Trump has committed quote perhaps the most abusive and destructive violation of one's oath of office. That I can imagine. In that case, Mister Romney, you have a severe lack of imagination. Uh, at any rate, the pundits on Twitter are now trumpeting that because Mitt has joined the ranks of the sourpuss Democrats, that this is a bipartisan impeachment. So they're happy again. They were all depressed by their incompetence in Iowa. They were all depressed uh, because of the president's triumphant State of the Union address last night. They're all depressed because they got no candidate who's going to be big enough uh, to go up against Trump. And Mr. Electable uh, Joe Biden has all the all the essential ingredients of electability, except that nobody wants to elect him. So they are now thrilled. They're now back in business. They're now all, de- they've temporarily lifted the next sticker down amount from out of their pants and they're all dancing around and saying, Hail Mitt, uh, because he is voting to convict Trump and remove him, uh, from, uh, from office. Let us go to Jim in Knoxville, Tennessee. Jim, you're live on the Rush Limbaugh show. Great to have you with us, Jim. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you, sir. Mega dittos and mega prayers from Knoxville, Tennessee. Hey, uh, sir, I just wanted to talk to you about the the lottery system. I I can go into a gas station pretty much anywhere in the country, and I can hand them my little lottery uh, ticket filled out, and they they can stick it in that machine, and out pops a lottery ticket. And the next morning at at 6 a.m., I know whether I won $300 million. And and it it just amazes me. Maybe some of these... uh, uh, these folks out in uh, uh, in Iowa should have gone to the local gas station to caucus, and because uh, it seems to be a lot more reliable <laughs> than the uh, than the caucuses in, in Iowa.
1: Yeah, I think I think uh, you might have something. There. And the interesting point is, all those lotos. There's actually just as I was saying yesterday. There's an average of a hundred people at each of these precincts. We're not talking about a lot of people here. Everyone campaigns in Iowa uh i think i gave the state of play for uh, for joe biden he's got uh 16000 votes in the second round it's not a lot it's far fewer people than play than pay all these uh, play all these megabuck lottery things and it ought to be easier you know though with the dem what you're dealing with jim is not incompetence uh but also a level of corruption so it would be like if you were to, they have these scratch cards that you take on the lotto thing. And if you would take the scratch cards, uh, along, uh, for the Iowa caucus, none of the scratches would have Bernie's name under it. it you know, they're, they're corrupt and they run a corrupt game. And so when they explain that they cannot actually count, there's a hundred people in a room and you can count them, but you can't phone it into the thing, and you drive all the way to central headquarters, and they won't accept your thing, then it's actually a racket. They're, they're the ones. That's the reason they think uh, Putin must have colluded with Trump and all, the re- uh, and all the rest of it, because they're the ones who sabotage elections again and again and again, Jim. This is corruption on the part of the Democrats.
0: Yes, sir, it is. And uh and I did want to say uh I just enjoyed thoroughly watching uh Trump wipe the floor with the Democrats last night during uh his state of the union it was amazing and seeing Rush get the uh the, the presidential uh award uh, that that is that's amazing uh for those of us listeners that just love Trump.
1: Uh it was indeed a great moment. I tell you what uh, let me ask you throw this at you about the breaking news. What do you think of Mitt voting? Mitt saw that thing last night. He was there in the front row, just in front of the president, looking at Trump throughout the speech. And then today he goes and votes to convict and remove him from office. How do you feel about Mitt Romney?
0: Well, I totally expected from Mitt Romney. Um, He's a rhino and a rhino uh, is what he is. We're used to it. And and what more can be said about Mitt Romney? Uh, He's going to vote with the Democrats on pretty much everything.
1: And uh, the great thing about these rhinos is their horns are never very effective. The, the, he'll get a couple of days of publicity out of this, and then he'll just go back to being a sad nothing. Thank you very much uh, for that call, Jim. Uh, he's right that lotto, any lottery company could run a better thing than the – and just to be clear, it was central office, the DNC, that told the Iowa Democrats, you've got to run this system. And the truth of the matter is what they're trying to cover up is right now Biden is in a very weak fourth place. Uh, he's less than a fewer than a thousand votes ahead of Amy Klobuchar. And there's still 30 percent of the vote to go. This was this was Barack Obama's guy, supposedly. Uh, this was the heir to the Obama legacy. They're terrified. They're gonna, they're terrified that what will happen, what happened to the Republicans, where the Republican, Trump essentially staged a hostile takeover of the Republican Party, that Bernie is gonna do the same to them. Uh, and that it will be the AOC party and will be, and, and that there will be no way back from that. Yes, Rush will be back Friday to tell you all about what it's like Not only going to the State of the Union, not only learning that you're going to be honoured with America's highest civilian honour, the Presidential Medal of Freedom, which is a terrific name. If you're going to give Rush anything, then a medal named for freedom uh, is the thing to give him. Rush has been the greatest champion of liberty in this country since the Reagan era. And uh, not only so, not only is is he going to tell you what it's like to be at the State of the Union and to learn you're going to get the uh, Presidential Medal of Freedom, but then to be stunned by the fact that the person sitting next to him, the First Lady, suddenly produces the medal and hangs it around your neck there and then in full view of the nation. Rush will tell you all about that on Friday right here on America's number one radio show. Our pal and yours, Todd Herman, is going to be behind the golden EIB microphone tomorrow. We have had uh, breaking news. And this is why it's really a waste of time trying to get some of these never-Trumpers uh, on side. Uh, Mitt Romney actually he stood up. <laughs> Mitt. Sometimes you wish Mitt would show the real fire in his belly, which he never did when he was running in 2008 and 2012, He didn't run in 2016, but he's never been more passionate (laughs) than when he's telling you uh, why Trump is a disgrace and you shouldn't vote for Trump. And yet, uh, despite that, uh, Trump managed to win and was sporting enough to then bring Mitt back within the fold. A complete waste of time. He has now voted to convict. There's no question that the president asked a foreign power to investigate his political foe. Is that actually true, little Mitty boy? Uh, because at the time, uh, well, Mitt, uh, Joe Biden was one of 27 people who might conceivably be the candidate running against President Trump. He's not now. Nobody's interested in him. <laughs> um, he's, uh, he's a guy who can't pull 17,000 votes in Iowa He's uh, by the time this shakes out, he'll have come fifth in Iowa. He should have actually conceded by now and be out because he isn't going to do any better in New Hampshire. He's not going to be Trump's, quote, political foe, unquote. He's over. And I suppose Mitt might argue that, in fact, so, so let me see if I understand what you're saying here, Mitt. But it's that that by asking the president of Ukraine about investigating the patently corrupt Hunter Biden, the pal of your friend and fellow Burisma board member, Joseph Kofa Black. Uh, that that uh, he was seeking to damage his political opponent, Joe Biden. Oddly enough, Joe Biden is politically damaged. Nobody wants him. 15,000 people in Iowa want him to run for president. That's it. That's it. Now, the question then is who damaged him? Did, uh, did Trump damage him with this phone call? No. <laughs> the biggest damage to Joe Biden has been Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler um, impeaching Trump and thereby ensuring that uh, Hunter Biden and Burisma and all the rest of it were in the news these last few months. There's always something, isn't it? Isn't there? There's always something. Uh, the... Uh, the Dem- the Republican Party in September before impeachment uh, was at something like a 41% approval rating, 42 43%, now up over 50%. Uh, Trump is at his highest approval rating, 49%. He's the only president who's never hit 50%. And the closest he gets to it, and he's going up at the moment, so we don't know where it's going to plateau out, the closest he gets to it, is just as the three years of investigation reach their peak with an impeachment trial, and he goes up to forty-nine percent approval. Uh, the The Republican Party he leads, he leads, not Romney, he leads, has got its highest approval ratings in fifteen years. And yet, and yet, for Mitt, that's not enough. Do you know what a prize this is to those desperate? democrats those guys uh, on uh, cnn msnbc they haven't got a candidate impeachments just bombed out for them they it, it took off from the house of representatives was held in a put in a holding pattern by nancy pelosi for weeks around the christmas period and has just nosedived into the briny going nowhere and all they have is the great gift that Turncoat Mitt gave them uh by deciding that he would make this a bipartisan impeachment. This whole thing is rubbish. It basically reduces it if this were to succeed, it would reduce impeachment to the equivalence of a uh, confidence vote in in a Westminster system like, uh, like Britain or Canada, where the 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 Prime Minister uh and his ministry serve at the behest of the legislature uh, uh, at the pleasure of the legislature, and that's not the way the American system was designed, and that's not what impeachment was designed for and The whole assumption of uh, of uh, of impeachment is that there are somehow permanent policies that transcend uh, that transcend the mere whims of the electorate every two and four years. And that, for example, uh, President Trump, even though he's the president, doesn't have the right to set Ukraine policy if there are career civil servants in the permanent bureaucracy who disagree with them. This is an affront to self-government that would have made the founders vomit it's absolutely outrageous. It's disgraceful. It's not what impeachment was intended to be about. It's not the way this system was set up. And the contrast between Mitt and the president. The president last night was all business. He restrained himself. He didn't, he could have laughed as we've laughed at Iowa. And the, and the inability of people who claim they can do anything. Who claim they can, they can run healthcare. They can run healthcare for 350 million people out of a government bureaucracy, out of a government office somewhere in Washington. They claim that they can reset the planetary thermostat. It's not just the nation. It's not just the planet. It's, it's that the, the progressives and liberals, their ambition is so boundless. That their legislative powers cannot even be confined uh, to the United States or to North America or to Mother Earth, but that they can go beyond and actually control the very heavens and lower the temperature of the planet that 's how these guys think and trump Trump actually and they can 't do anything in Iowa and Trump just stands there last night. he lays out all business like very businesslike crisp, beautiful. Uh, what he's done uh, and uh, on the economy, what he's done with these uh, do-nothing, go-nowhere, uh, f- pointless foreign wars that go on for decade, two decades, without any coherent, realizable war aims, he lays it all out. He's done this, he's done that, he's done uh, this, this, that, that, he's going to do this, going to do that, and you think about it, and it's an impressive legacy. And you think what it would have been without this investigation, without the fact that they used Carter Page, they broke the law to use uh, counterintelligence powers designed to be used on sinister foreigners uh, to actually surveil an American citizen to backdoor their way into the campaign of their political opponents. And Pierre D'Electo, Pierre D'Electo, the guy, uh, that's his, was it, who was his name? Was it Carlos Danger? No, that's the sexting guy, isn't it? And, yeah, Carlos Danger was Anthony Weiner. He was sexting his penis to underage girls. Um, and uh, that wasn't Mitt. Mitt's not reduced to that yet. He was the Pierre Delecto guy. That's it. That was his Twitter Twitter handle. I would get always mixed up. Carlos Delecto, Pierre Weiner. It's all very confusing. But Mitt Romney was pretending to be Pierre Delecto on the Internet. And uh, uh, I uh, there's no point. It was because of Mitt. Mitt is the reason for Trump. Mitt is the reason for Trump. Uh, the first to declare in the 2016 electorate in the in 2016 race was Jeb Bush, and Jeb couldn't explain why he wanted to be president except that he was the brother uh, and the son of the previous presidents. He couldn't actually give a rat And people thought, I smell Mitt all over this again. I smell all some like goody two-shoes, Little Lord Fauntleroy in buckled shoes, legacy candidate. And they said, we don't want Little Lord Fauntleroy. We want somebody. We want Little Lord Fauntleroy who's going to smash back and punch back. Uh, and so Mitt is the reason you got Trump. You don't like Trump, Mitt? It's because you flopped out that there is Trump. And they don't want another Mitt. They didn't want another Mitt in 2016, and they don't want another Mitt now. Mark sign for Rush, we will take your calls. Straight ahead. The Rush Limbaugh Show, America's number one radio show, now in its fourth decade of unprecedented success, unknown to American broadcasting, Mark Stein sitting in for Rush. Let us go to Nick in New Wilmington, Pennsylvania, uh, part of the um, uh, part of the uh, majority that uh, that put uh, President Trump over the top in the Electoral College last time round, and looks likely to do the same again. What's on your mind today, Nick? Mark, I was just wondering. First of all, uh, prayers to Rush. Uh, I'm still mm. I'm still a little shaken by that. Um, we all we just, all are, are Nick. I was just wondering
0: how Mitt Romney can impeach Trump when he didn't have enough evidence and needed more witnesses
4: last week. I don't know how yeah. anyone who voted for more witnesses can be sure to
1: impeach now. They didn't have enough information last week. Yes, that's on that. uh, Yes, that's true. If we were if we were actually operating in anything uh, approximating to a real courtroom, that's true. Uh, last week, just a few days ago, uh, Mitt Romney was arguing that the case had not been made, and that was why we needed to hear from uh, John Bolton, whom he was hoping would come and uh, slip the shiv uh, to uh, to President Trump. That didn't happen. Now he's saying it's case closed. <laughs> and uh, he doesn't need to hear anymore. The guy's obviously guilty. There is there is a certain illogic uh, to that, Nick. But I don't think it's going to keep Mitt up uh, at night. These are all political. <laughs> I, I was there. I was there when they actually all did last time round. When they all stood up. The, the, what we're going to be seeing in just over an hour's time, where they all stood up and said guilty or not guilty. And I remember your uh, senator, in fact, Arlen Specter. Uh, who f- regarded himself essentially as a red senator from a blue state and in a bit of an awkward spot, and his way of getting out of that was to say not guilty or not guilty, but to, if you recall, to use the old Scottish verdict of not proven. And that's essentially what uh, what Mitt was saying last week. You're quite right. Mitt was saying the case was not proven, and that's why we needed to have John Bolton. Now he's saying, ah, who cares about proving the case uh, he's guilty. Let's get him. Uh, let's uh, take him out and uh, stick him in the cell, uh, and then start building the gibbet. It's it's a pathetic spectacle, Nick. And you make that point very well.
0: Thank you. For thank you. Me on. It's a, it's, it's a it's pleasure, and you're doing a wonderful job in place of Russia.
1: Th- thank, thank, thank you very much, Nick. Uh, great. It is a it is a serious point he's making. Our hero of the day is Tim Quinn, uh, a Republican from uh, Heber City in Utah who uh, has proposed a bill in the Utah State Legislature that will allow Utahns to, uh, 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 to recall elected U.S. Senators. <laughs> and uh, I don't even know the ins and outs of this. I don't really care. Uh, but this guy, <laughs> good for you, Mr. Quinn, Representative Quinn from Heber City, uh, he's he said it's not targeted at any specific sitting Utah senator. That's good. We can all say that with a straight face. We need this le- Utah needs this legislature uh, legislation, and you just do it, and uh, you can place on the ballot at the next election whether a certain senator uh, should be should be recalled. Um it it is a it is a terrible situation what everyone has always cried out for because it is the lesson that rush taught uh, right from uh, in the in the profound despair after the defeat of the first president bush in 1992 that you that you you you, you don't fight half-heartedly you know, he says with one half of his brain tied behind his back just to keep it fair. He doesn't actually, though. He comes out swinging with his full brain and he pushes back and he pushes back and he pushes back. And the alternative model is the decent old stick who gives a decent old stick who gives a, a lovely concession speech that the other side love, like uh, like Bob Dole and John McCain and Mitt Romney. And Republicans got sick of that and went for Trump. Mitt is part of the reason why there is Trump. Mark Stein will close it out in just a moment. The Rush Limbaugh Show: A week of uh, great highs and lows. Rush gave us uh, terrible news on Monday afternoon, and then just twenty-four hours later, we saw him honoured by the president with the Medal of Freedom before the nation at the State of the Union. It's been a bit. That's the kind of week it's been. Uh, we only halfway through it, been a bit of a, a roller coaster. I've been honored and saddened uh, to be here and to make a modest contribution uh, to the Rush Limbaugh show in these difficult times. Uh, I'm thankful, as always, to the best team in radio with Mr. Snurdly and Mike and Keith, making sure this uh, show remains at least semi-professional, even in the hands of a guest host. Todd Herman is going to be here tomorrow. Rush will give you the inside scoop uh, on the State of the Union when he returns on Friday. An hour from now, we will see whether Mitt Romney's vote to convict and remove the president has any consequences. Rush back Friday. Have a good week.